Hello, and welcome to A Voice Calling in the Wilderness. A trumpet call, a voice crying out loud for God to those that would hear, so that they would run to him, that they might be warned. We are here sounding the alarm that our time on earth is short and we have no time to waste. Here we will expose the truth, teach the word, discuss the dangers, lies, and enemies we are surrounded by, and how to engage in the war that we are standing in the middle of. Today, we are talking about current events, and I've got Aiden and Grant with me today, and we're going to talk about what's going on in the world, how we should view it, how we should react to it, and what God's telling us to do to prepare for what's yet to come. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. How's it going? <laughs> That's a loaded question, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? It's been a while. Have fun answering that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to keep up with the world and, and what's going on in the news and all in every country, there seems to be something going on that uh, you really could talk to the topic and see it unfold in the Word of God somewhere. Um, it, it's amazing that, you know, I, I was watching or I was reading, sorry, in a devotional the other day and, and it brought in uh, Revelation twelve twelve, mm. And I'm sitting there going, boy, oh boy, you could see that in our world right now, everywhere you look, you know, you can see that there seems to be a desperation for the evil to do its work and gather up as many people as it can because it knows the time is short. Yep. It's like a desperate as it seems, I mean, wow. I mean, you think we've won a battle in a certain area against it and they just quickly switch to another area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we thought CRT was the thing that we were fighting against really hard. And then there's this new one that's the ESL, right? Emotional mm. social learning. That's the core behind CRT and um, the sexual revolution teaching in schools. Yeah. So you're fighting in one direction. And, and the whole time they've got this grander plan, the, the people that are implementing this stuff. And so you're distracted by working on one side to try to stop this teaching in schools and then they begin to deny they're even doing that. Well, because they've already changed the ESL. Yeah. And so now the ESL, for those that don't know, is emotional social learning, which is such a deep talk, topic that we could take multiple shows to talk mm. about, I think. It, it allows them to teach critical race theory and uh, gender dysphoria training in even topics uh, such as mathematics. Um, some of the ESL questions I've seen in math classes have nothing to do with math. There was no numbers involved in the question whatsoever. Yeah. It was just talking about how, you know, a person was oppressed into the point where their economic situation forced them to become a prostitute. And this was part of a math question and there was no math to it. That sounds like sociology to do me. Do we know what grade that was in? That was an elementary school. Elementary school. Yeah. Okay. It was so, an elementary yeah. class. I think wow. it was like oh, yeah. third or fourth grade. Expose kids to sexuality long before they need to be. Right. So so that's what one of the things that we see in our world today is this desperation for them to get in every crook and cranny, every corner to just to attack and, and damage our next generation and in, in our church, I know um, Pastor Gary's really doing a lot of speaking on the, the kingdom generation. Yeah. Right. That generation that's going to have to stand up at the very end sometime in the next 40-some years and face the evil one as he sits on the throne and face the persecution and face the tribulation. And, um, boy, they're, they're attacking that generation mm-hmm. now. I mean, it, it's, it's all-out war on them. And uh, it's getting, they're starting younger and younger, and that's, it's sad. Yeah, and, and there, there's, there's so many angles that children are under attack right now in this world. I feel like we're in desperate need for the adult generations to wake up and, and to become protectors again, yeah. and not just turn our kids over to school systems and, and other places to teach them, to manage them, to babysit them. We need to be in control of what's going into those minds and what's being taught to them and, and what's physically being done with them. 
I watched a very disturbing video of school in a, in a school, I think it was in Kentucky, where in, there was a group of children lined up in a hallway, and the teacher was just wailing on this little girl in line. I mean, slapped her, knocked her down, oh grabbed gosh. her by the face. This was allowed? In, t- in today's? Yeah, because I was going to say that's... <laughs> I mean, well, it wasn't uh, Will Smith oh. doing it. <laughs> Oh, wait. I mean, I mean a, parent, a parent says the wrong word to a child, and they get taken away by DCF. Yeah, uh, yeah, but... But, but, but it, a teacher can do this? There was a, a at least about a two-minute clip of this teacher physically abusing this little girl, and she couldn't have been kindergarten, first grade. Oh, my gosh. And, and uh, it was on a CCTV camera yeah. from the school that was recording that. I mean, uh-huh. you could tell by the angle and everything, it was a school camera. And... There was a lot of questions brought about was why were there no charges filed? Why has this person not been arrested? Because no one lodged a complaint was the answer. What? So you have video evidence. Because that daughter or that little girl's parents don't care. Well, more likely didn't know. Yeah, that's true. But they didn't lodge a complaint. But how would they didn't maybe know? The CCT footage came out. But that came out later, somebody leaked it. Oh, you're saying that it was leaked and then people are asking yeah, this, why no one said it. This anything? has been like a year ago that this happened. Oh, wow. But oh, okay. but nobody ever compl- nobody ever wrote a complaint. There's, but here's the thing that I have a problem with. Of course, why would the, the other kids district write says a complaint? The they reason, would get wailed on if they did. Yeah. But the district should have that responsibility to protect children. 100%. It's an automatic. You don't even yeah. have to think about it. If you saw the close ca- if you saw the CCTV footage you should lodge the complaint. I don't yeah. care if you're a janitor, mm-hmm. if you're the vice principal, who you are. Also, why was that leaked so late? Because sounds like somebody was trying to hide it. Well, some well that or some, well right. I mean, well one. So who's reviewing footage of the school? Exactly. Right? And how often does that happen? I mean, these are questions all parents should be asking. Mm-hmm. But the majority of parents that send their kids to school just are blanketly trusting that they're going to do mm-hmm. what's right. And so you're telling me this girl gets wailed on and her parents don't even, like, see any bruises or anything like that? Maybe it didn't bruise her. I mean... Or maybe they're not paying attention. Yeah. It could be. I mean, and then, you know, I have a young son. He falls down and gets bruised all the time, but... A, you're like, a, how a did young, you get those bruises young, on your leg? A young boy, okay, but a young uh, girl? Girls are just as rough and tumble. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. Especially at that age. I, I, I've raised three daughters, trust me. I, yeah, I was like, always terrified to send them to school. You better make sure they know that you did that played soccer. Or you <laughs> but that. you were at least paying attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I, my daughter Shelby, her legs were bruised all the time. Like, It's like, where'd you get that bruise from? Oh, I fell down. Okay, great. Half the time they didn't know. Oh, I don't know. Like, that but, looked like it he, hurt. Here's, here's the know? thing. Here's the thing. If you asked and they didn't know, okay, yeah, they, they didn't realize, right? But if they got beaten up in school <laughs> and you asked and the and the girl said nothing, then that's an even deeper culture of fear that that school mm. has and, going and, on. And there's a possibility of that, right? We've seen that in other organizations where they have gaslighted people, children, into being quiet. I mean... I didn't really want to go here today, but we'll do a really short piece on this. How's this? How many kids came through Disney? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Mm. And said nothing. About Britney Spears. Can't tell me that she didn't get messed up in there. Oh, most of them do. Uh, what was the other one? Um, there was uh, there was a, an actor that recently came out and said that the and he he was saying he's young and he was saying the whole culture is sexualizing sexualizing the uh, the female actors but that, I mean, are, that are coming we, through Disney. We trust these institutions, but it's even like the drugs and stuff too. Like Demi Lovato, like she was on crack like the whole time she was at Disney, like doing Disney shows and stuff, which is insane. Right, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying we a society for many years believed that that was a good place. It was a ch- oh, place yeah, for yeah, children. Yeah. And we trust it. And we do the same thing with schools. Mm-hmm. You, you know what the the pornography industry has done, like, you know, historically for like the last 20 years is um, because you talk about Demi Lovato being on crack. And I'm not saying that this happened to her, but um, when, when trying to get uh, a young woman yeah. into the mindset of being okay with, you know, 
basically being forced to have sex all the time for money. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, at some point they make a choice, but they usually get them somehow hooked on drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they introduce them to that sort of thing so that the, they get in that, so that numbs their mind, it numbs their body when it's happening. Um, then they, you know, then they're hooked and, you know, and they're part of this thing. They, they already have, like, this social disposition because of whatever may have happened, you know, with their father figure yeah, in their lives. Most of them have trauma like going into it. Right. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. have trauma going into it, so they think it's okay. You know, so it's it's a whole grooming process that uh, they use it in the sex trade to to get people to be prostitutes. They they use it in, they get in the sex drugs. trade for pornography, yeah. yeah, and they use it in the sex trade for the music and movie industry. And that's exactly what you it get is. Them hooked it's on a sex drugs, trade, and then you can get them to do whatever you want because it's like, oh well, I'll pay for your right your math or whatever. And so if you see the signs of I like say. a sexualization of somebody in the in the the media industry and they've got a drug problem, you know, and they're front and center, you know what I mean? And they're doing all these things that mm-hmm. are that are sexually explicit or 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 borderline, you know, to try to, you know, get people to buy things. Um, you should question what actually is going on behind the scenes. Hundred percent. But they have a lot of power um, when it comes to influence in our society too, both you know, the Disney people and mm-hmm. Hollywood and the music industry. People have tried to tell us for years. We didn't listen. Oh, yeah. Corey, Corey Heim, Corey Feldman, both tried to tell us. Yep. And and we blew them off. Well, every time... Car- Charlie Sheen tried to tell us. Every, every yeah. time somebody comes out and says something, it's always brushed under the rug or they're try- people try to discredit them or, oh, look at how much of a bad child they are, you know. Yeah, they they, yeah. they usually attack them personally instead of like right. where they came from. But like you said, it's just people just assume that oh, Disney kid thing, it's fine. Well, you yeah, know, we think mean, about Walt Disney and, there and all that been, stuff. There should have been some red flares that we saw. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and one that I think of when I Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus. Oh my Look gosh, at how, yeah. where she started, mm-hmm. and in just a few years, what she turned into, mm-hmm. and you're like. It was almost that like that. Has to it was be crazy. happening in that machine. Well, yeah. I mean, you see it from every. I mean, I can name like four or five that I just know off the top of my head that you know child stars that went well, through all that. But Lindsay at, Lohan, Lindsay Lohan, like look, you said, Britney look Spears, at all, all that. the people that committed suicide. All these kids mm-hmm. that in like their early twenties. Mm-hmm. The burden was too heavy for them. What are they really doing there that that creates these children to be? completely broken mm-hmm. between the time that they're in, you know, grade school till they're 20. By the time they're 20 years old, they're, they're shells of human beings. Yeah. And well, I don't think they never got to have a childhood and all the trauma and all the other stuff. You know, it's just a but it, it's, buttload of stuff. I think <laughs> it's a rare case where there's a child star, like actor or star who gets kind of big, who, um, Got there in a in a way that was morally uncompromised, where their parents didn't like abuse the situation or or I think force some it into good them. examples of that too. I mean, look at Drew Barrymore; she's had a few problems in her life, but who hasn't? And but she overcame right. it, and she's not a complete mess. She, yeah. yeah, Emma Stone's another one. Mm-hmm. You know, she came in really young, and and her parents were. Like, her whole story is that her parents were there supporting her the whole time. You yeah. know, you don't have a story like Macaulay Culkin, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, or Michael Jackson. Who was the guy that was know. Screech? Can't think of his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name. But uh, the Saved by the Bell team, the yeah. whole crew has had many problems. Mm. Yeah. Um, and now they have a new show. Do they really? Yeah, I've never watched it. <laughs> but... No, but I, I, we as a society have put a lot of trust in people that are, you know, I'm using air quotes here, you know, child or children-focused entertainment, mm. children industry, Disney, and others like that. And in the education systems, just like that. Mm. We have not paid attention to who is in the education system and who's teaching in the classroom. Um, th- there is... You know, part of what I do for this show and for other outreach programs is I really watch a lot of the social media stuff, and I watch what's going on there. And there is a a person that had a Twitter account that exposed liberals 
Oh, yeah, the libs of TikTok. Yeah, and mm-hmm. all they did was take they, copy of their own video and place it yep. for viewing, and they got kicked off because of that. Uh, so what actually what actually um, was it was deeper than that. Uh, so she would, like you said, she would just repost liberals on TikTok. Saying like, what they said. Saying what they said. No editing. And there was a Washington Post yeah, um, person her. that yeah. doxed her that yeah. actually like put out her personal information, and now she's getting actual assassination threats. Well, and not only that, but they've gone to her family and done that now. Right. Her, her family members that have nothing to do with it are being threatened with death threats. All because all she did was repost videos. Like she didn't even like say her own stuff. She just reposted videos. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's an opinion. It's, either. it's, it's like. It's like it, <laughs> no, well, it was literally copy the video, yeah. post it. Copy the video, what, post what, it. What doesn't make sense is like they're getting angry at her for like reposting what they've already posted. Like all that is is just wouldn't that like be considered like free marketing? Like yeah. <laughs> the problem or... the problem is is I think they they believe they had a a level of control over who was viewing what they were posting, and now it's exposed to the whole world. Well, you know who else is exposing these things? You've got you've got people like the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro and yes, Matt Walsh. Yeah. They 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 do these things where their producers like show them all these TikTok videos and they just like basically have to like barf. Uh, you know, they yeah. because, I've tried to watch some of those that 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 the uh, liberals of TikTok put out. I can't finish them. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, it is the ones that I that aren't gut-wrenching like make you want to vomit make me angry enough that I have to stop watching it. I mean, they're telling children how to lie to their parents. They're, they're te- these are school teachers that are saying, this is how I manipulate these kids into thinking the way I want them to think, mm-hmm. using different pronouns. I put a secret sticker in the classroom so they, they know that I'm gay and that this is a gay safe space, safe space and that... These are the ways that we teach them to have conversations that they never tell their parents. Mm-hmm. So we have parent. They have. They actually call it um, parent unsafe conversations. Wow! And if a teacher ever is in a classroom telling their students things that they should not talk to their parents about, that teacher needs to be fired. I don't care what the topic is. One hundred percent. That's that's for that's the first step. The second step is that a child should be, you know, a parent should remove their child from that school forever. Well, and and not only that, but I want prosecutions to start happening because well, if this the, person yeah. walked up to your child at Walmart and started talking to them uh, and about sexual things, mm-hmm. and some of the things that they were talking about are so hard to stomach, I can't even begin to think yeah. about repeating it. Because mm. they were they were talking about very graphic... It was like they were like sex descriptive acts. about yes, it, too. very graphic sex oh acts. Oh, my gosh. And to kids like in third and fourth grade, mm-hmm. if an adult walked up to you at Walmart and started doing that, that person would go to prison. Yeah, 100%, right away. Because that is illegal. I want to know how it's not illegal for a classroom teacher to do that. Yeah, I thought there was, like, a system in place, like, where, you know, parents and teachers and all that stuff. Like, what happened at parent-teacher conferences and, like, stuff like that, like, where parents are involved in the classroom? Because that sickens me that they're talking to the kids saying, hey, you can't talk to this about your parents or, like, with your parents. Because right there, that develops untrust oh, and, yeah. and, and, and 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 the child uh human development child development really depends on trust of parents and stuff like that well that's the whole Absolutely. point they don't want you they yeah. want to break down the fa- their, the family unit that's mm-hmm. part of the thing mm-hmm. the socialist agenda is if you had an, a true marxist society uh, a child would be born they'd be taken from their parents Basically, as soon as like they could be weaned, if not earlier, if they're if they're willing to go the whole like formula route, and then the state would raise the children, the parents would never see them. Yeah, it would be as if the parents were factories for babies. Yeah. So, one of the people on the libs of TikTok actually talked about that, and and their their belief is that the parents' job is to pay for that student to grow up to become 
the social justice warrior that they want them to be. All that is is just the same teaching that Marx, uh, Karl Marx wrote about uh, before the Lenin revolutions, you know, in the, mm-hmm, in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Mar- Marx, making, Marx wrote about this, yeah. and it was, a, it was a whole anti-family, anti-religion society. Well, it's basically making slaves. Because that, that's what you're doing. You're just making a slave that will do whatever you want. And if you look at what they talk about, they're saying <laughs> you you need to get out of the slavery yeah. to become a slave. Well, <laughs> we we know that the Bible tells us that the you know good will be bad and bad mm-hmm. will be good, up will be down, and down will be up. And Elon Musk calls it the uh, liberal mind virus. Oh, I'm, I think he's right. <laughs> I mean, I it, love it's that just guy. crazy. It's like but, if you once once you have it, like you can't. You're infected. You can't like break out of it. Yeah, I can't even understand how any of those people. They say things and I'm like, how how do you believe that at all? But they really do. Oh, they yeah. really really believe and it. And they and push it like they and do. And it's not just a belief. It is fanatical belief. Like mm-hmm. they're willing to get violent. Yeah. To defend that thought. It's called zombies. Yeah. <laughs> but They've been starts... predicting a zombie apocalypse for a long yeah. time. We're they just here. Didn't know We're it. here. Yeah. Yeah, but the truth is, you know, this is important for people to understand that our current our current education system is not for the parents and not for the no. students. Mm-mm. It's an indoctrination system. Which is um, why and which is why it's, to it's stay it's, awake of what's going on. It's not just good enough to and yes, I agree it needs to happen, but it's not just good enough to fire and prosecute people for this. Um, you have to completely remove your your self and your children from that system because it doesn't matter like you you make one change, they're gonna fix it, quote unquote, and then do it in another way. Well, I I think the PTAs need to come back and they need to become part of the decision-making process. But how do they regain that power? Like once you give up power, you don't get power back. Like without like uh, without I, a fight. I don't know if I agree with that because they've been p- parents have been standing up against the school boards for the last year. Right, and and, and there's people, been great gains in that area. There has been, but it, the the question is is it is it enough fast enough? For this downfall of society to be reversed. So there's a couple ways that people can can manage this. One, you have to elect people to the school board that are going to help you do what you need to do to take back the control. You have to get pro-PTA people and pro-student people, pro-parent people on the school boards. Once you have those people on the school boards, you just bring the PTAs in and you make the you get the PTAs to be part of the hiring process and retention process, and every teacher has to go through a review. If it doesn't agree with what the parents and the school board are think are the goals and the, the values of that that current little society, they're out. See, that's all. That's all good in, in you know theory. You know, it sounds great. But how many kids will fall through the cracks or get indoctrinated into the system before the time that goes by for that change to take place, which could be option B is to pull your kids out of school. A decade, yeah, you pull your kids out of school and like start like looking for the alternates because there are alternates and they are popping up all over the place. But the problem is right now with alternates is every private school out there has a waiting list that's equal to their current enrollment, and more schools are being opened. But it's very slow process. We're trying to do it. It's not for months. And the waiting list is not equal. The waiting list is like three to four times. Some mm. of them are, not all, but at yeah. least equal. At least equal. Some so, of them are three or four times. So here's a question. Do you believe that majority of parents want to be involved in school and decisions and stuff? Or do you believe a majority of parents just don't care? Did we I get... I think that's hard to answer. Yeah. And, and here's why. I think a lot of parents think they're involved. And they're not. And and probably not to the level that they need to be. Yeah. Because there's still that idea of trust when it comes to school. Yeah. I agree. And so I, I you know, I drop my son off at 8 o'clock in the morning. I watch him go into the building. And then I get a message thing. They have a thing at my kid's school called Remind where the teachers and the and the principal can text you and talk to you about assignments and what's going on that day and all this stuff. You think you're involved 
I mean, I mean, what else do you do? Go sit in the classroom with yeah, them, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And then they get, you pick them up at night and you bring them home and you make, help them get their homework done and you make sure that what what else do you do to be involved, right? I mean, those those are legitimate questions I think any parent would ask. Yeah. But one, we need to have we have to be having meetings and reviews with the schools more often yeah. than we're having. There need to be parent teacher associations yep. brought back in that help manage and monitor what's going on with the school. Mm-hmm. Because when that was happening, when that's how you really get involved. The, the PTA is how to be involved. And and making sure that you understand what they're teaching, what books they're teaching from, um, you know, who the teachers are. I mean, how many people out there that have kids in a public school know anything about their school teacher? Yeah. You know, where did they go <laughs> to school? What You know, what do they believe? And and some people are going to tell you that it's none of your business what your teacher believes, and I think that's absolutely wrong. That's yeah. Because I I expect that, and you know I, I do send my kid to a private school, not one of the big expensive ones. You know it, it's not really that much different price wise than a public school, but you should know what the ideals are that they're going to be taught. You know, if, if you're sending somebody to school, sending your kid to school to te- be taught by somebody that believes in communism mm-hmm. and can't stand America and can't stand capitalism, and you don't know that, you're responsible for what your kid's learning. Exactly. And and your kid's going to be confused, too, when he comes home to different values and what he just spent eight hours learning that day. Right, right. And we see that in, in cities like Portland and other, because the kids are coming home and going, well, why am I a racist? Yeah. You're seven. You're not a racist. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not what they told me in school. And they told me you'd say I wasn't, so. Yeah. And they're, that's breaking that trust again. So anything you say as a parent is going to be yeah, out the window. Well, yeah, you well it's, that's not 100% true. There, well, there, are, not... there are kids who are are have been raised in a way in a or, have, foundation. or have yeah. enough of a strong family foundation where they hear this stuff, they ask questions and their parents help direct them. And then they have like, they, they'll actually have the strength and fortitude of mind to make the right see decision. the difference between truth because they've been exposed enough to truth. And some of those kids we I've seen over the last year do that and they get kicked out of school for it. Yep. And and I say bravo to you. I mean, you don't belong in a place that's teaching you bad If you have bad that integrity ideas. as a child, you're going to have great integrity. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right. But the whole purpose of this but discussion that's a rare, that's a rare is thing anyways. for people to understand that we have placed, we have misplaced trust in some areas. Mm-hmm. And we've trusted too far. And the school system, if you can't question something, then it's not legitimate. Right. Right. So if you want to, if you can't question the school system and what they're teaching your student, then, and you're not willing to do that, then you should never have a complaint about what your kids are being taught. And I, I promise you, they will not be taught the same values that you're taught. So when that child grows up and becomes an adult and they don't speak with you anymore and they don't want anything to do with the rest of their family, or you, they try to indoctrinate their family. Yeah. You have no re- reason to ask why that happened. Mm-hmm. So we have to, it's going to take work, and we have to get back involved to a level that we haven't for probably a generation. Mm. And and we have to care enough to make it a priority over the football game or the poker night or the you know, the dinner party or whatever it is that is a distraction, you know, Netflix or whatever it is. We have to get involved in the world around us, especially that that is um, part of our kids' lives. Well, I think what probably um, causes most people to pause and and not get all gung-ho for that is that... Um, you know, you look at it and you're like, okay, this is a cause worth fighting for. But what most people don't realize, or maybe a lot of people do, and maybe this is why they, you know, they, they hold back, is that it's not just a battle. It's a war, 
and at this stage, it's probably going to be a war for the rest of your kids, like, you know, adolescent life. Um, it's something that you're going to have to fight because they're not going to stop. You're not just going to win a battle and then everything's going to go back to trustworthy and comfort. It's going to be battle after battle after battle. It's going to be a war for if your kids are in kindergarten for the next 15 years. But like our intro says, we're standing in the middle of a war anyhow. It's not just this topic that's part of the war. But in America, we have been in this state of comfort and trust that the system works, that everything is safe, and we haven't had to live in those kind of heightened circumstances or awareness. We've just been able to trust that everything's okay, everything's going to work out. Well, we think things the get better over time. The war never comes home. We always send our troops elsewhere, you know. Um, but we've been at war for two or three generations, and we just didn't know it because yeah. we were we were entertained we were to sleep. Yep. They, we were blindsided. They we entertained our us. Eyes, we they fell fed asleep. us. Fattening foods and allowed us to get our waist bigger and our couches softer and the TV more entertaining. And we fell asleep to what was going on around us, which is exactly why things like the Disney issue have just popped up. Is finally somebody got the the nerve to tell the truth of what was going on. And they got exposed, and they're not it's the not only one. It's not the ones. first time Disney's been called out, though. No, no, no. I mean, no, I remember no, no. as a child all these things about we, all these accusations that nobody ever wanted to pay attention to or listen to. Yeah, because well, the other Disney's stuff for, okay. Yeah, everything else for overshadowed it. But we also have some people that are in a powerful enough position to do something about it that are willing to. Right. That's the difference. But we have some Thank of those you, everywhere. <laughs> I mean, so for. I don't know, the last five or eight years we've been having the issues of censorship and and anti-First Amendment activities happening on Twitter every single day. Right. They kicked a president of the United States off because they didn't like what he said. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They violated somebody's freedom of speech rights because of their opinion. But we now have somebody finally willing to stand up and say, no, that's no, that's not how freedom of speech works. The richest human on the planet is now saying, I'm buying you and I'm going to fix you. And look at the war they're willing to have over that. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, I will actually watch, uh, read a thing that the MSNBC reporter said, he doesn't want freedom of speech. He just wants to let other people say whatever they want. You're a reporter and you don't understand what freedom of speech is. They've, That's exactly what but, it is, but, people. But just like everything else that the left has done, they take things and they redefine them to suit their thing, their needs, so that those words that, and those phrases that everybody knows and understands gets a new meaning so they can keep saying the good old American things, yeah. right. but they don't mean what they used to according to the left. Right, but when it comes to freedom of speech, guys— Freedom of speech is that you will have to allow somebody to say things that you don't agree with. 100%. No, the left it, says freedom of speech is you are free to say what we tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't live in communism yet. And and, uh, and I don't always, I don't agree with it's, everything. It's that, looking like that in some states. I, I Well. Okay. California. Well, and you know, I'm not going to say that this country is going to be in one piece forever either. But the truth is we have some people that are willing to stand up and fight right. in this nation for what is right and for freedom of speech and for every one of our amendments and for the protection of life and the protection of our children. I mean, our governor, Ron DeSantis, is one of the greatest champions, I think, of civil liberty and civil rights Absolutely. in our nation. I mean, he's done an incredible job. He is one of the most vilified people in the nation right now because, you're right, the left hates what he's doing. Mm. So one of the <laughs> – last year, one of the big complaints we got from the liberal left was Elon Musk is a billionaire, but he does this because he doesn't pay his fair share of taxes. Yeah. So, and didn't he lay it all out on the table? Well, <laughs> forget that. That was just the words they used, right? Yeah. So this week, our government – our state government, Senate, House, and the governor stripped Disney of their tax exemptions, which gives $200 million a year back to the state of Florida now that they weren't getting yeah. since 1967-ish. Right, 1967. The first thing the left does is go, oh, they can't do that. Why? 
Wait, we just mean, did. Wait, <laughs> well, they're like, I can't believe they're taxing them. I shouldn't be doing. I'm like, you just said that these other people didn't pay their fair share. We have evidence of the first. It's well, a, it's always a double years, standard. These people haven't paid their fair share. Yeah, because they paid nothing, and you're okay, not okay with that that fi- being fixed. Yeah, there's always a double standard. Always. I'm just like that's so blatantly obvious. You, you, you railed against Musk, but Disney doesn't have to pay taxes. Wait, wait. That's that. That's that social credit score popping up. You know, Disney's doing what they want, and Elon is not. And what I don't understand is Elon's a big corporation. I mean, come on, he, he's got you know SpaceX and Tesla and, and well, I mean, Boring Company. Boring. These are all huge companies. In right? order to get the money to buy uh, Twitter, he leveraged like twelve percent of uh, of Tesla, and he put in uh, half the money of his personal uh, wealth. And then the other part, the the and last donors too. The last portion. Well, we well the does, last portion. Now. Yeah. The last portion was um, funding through uh, Morgan and Stanley, I believe. Actually, he got twelve banks to sign up now. Yeah. Wow. So, but um, we'll see. But I, I mean, I'm there's no saying, guarantee at this point it, because of you know they're taking action. He's fighting but, hard though, and I love. Well, it. here's the thing: if if the majority of shareholders of Twitter like take his offers, then it's over. Well. Yeah. What it's he, it's the board that's fighting him. It's, it's the board. The, yeah, but the, the, the board lost yesterday when he actually got a committee together to join him. Because the poison pill they put out just says that a single entity can't do it. Yeah. So now he has a group of people doing it. They can't stop that. Okay. And Florida's one of them, by the way, because the Florida, state of Florida, Florida, Florida is state a, of Florida because retirement <laughs> fund. Twitter. So the the Florida Employees Retirement Fund part of it is invested in Twitter. I think what they they invested really? in what, like 2011 or something like that. Okay, yeah. that well, would be amazing. A lot of a lot of companies and a lot of state governments, their 401k stuff goes out on, and and is yeah. funded through the the Wall Street and a lot of different companies. It was probably yeah. looked at as a as a wise part of the the investment package, you know, because well, they invest in in a lot of different things to keep diversified and to make sure that nothing you know goes up or down too quickly. Well, and not only that, but when they back when they did it back in 11. I mean, it, its value is probably tripled or quadrupled, right, right? Right. So it was a good, solid investment. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny is that, you know, they it, it's just a funny war. But it goes again to we have to be aware of who, who's out there trying to fight against everything that we're doing. And, you know, that's a First Amendment fight is all that's about. It, it is about the freedom of speech to have a public square platform, as Elon Musk calls it, this is the public square, and he's not wrong. Social media is our yeah. new public square. Yeah, because people don't gather in public anymore. No. Everything's online. Because you have to stay six feet apart mm-hmm. and wear a mask, and it's hard to hear you. <laughs> Did you know that California is trying to bring back public transportation mask mandates? Not just them. So is uh, our president. Well, the CDC is trying to appeal, oh. like as if they have the right to appeal. Yeah, the CDC says that the federal judge didn't have authority to do what he did. But did you see how quickly the airlines got on board with uh, with not having masks? Oh, yeah. I Wasn't mean, there two airlines no, that didn't? So, so here's the thing. The day, the day it happened, United and American both said, we're going to continue to have masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally hours, a couple hours later, they backtracked on that. Well, <laughs> do you know why? Because did you watch what happened? No, actually, <gasps> ticket ticket cancellations went from like three thousand oh. <laughs> in like the first twenty minutes. That's funny. Really? You know what's interesting? Because all they did was <laughs> yeah. they sold their ticket back. Yeah, and went to an airline that didn't have a mask. Boom! So they backtracked. It was like the whole Southwest thing. So you, the the funny thing is, is pretty much all the CEOs of all the airline companies told Biden like a month ago, like, we're tired of this. You need to get rid of it. Yeah. And then like two of them weren't willing to back up their words when they were actually free to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you explain the whole... Okay, so we just flew recently, yeah. and they said it was federal law. Okay, so this is this is the thing that really pisses me off, is um, they they show this on all the all the airlines uh, I websites. I think you're going to have to edit that part out. <laughs> what I can't say, can't that say. might have been somebody's mind. 
What? I don't think we've ever had a curse word on here. Piss is a curse word? For some people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I Who not me, but some people. I apologize. Our demographic. I'm not maybe. sure. I don't know. Uh, we'll just start over. That. Just start Anyways. over, and you can decide if you want to cut it out. So... <laughs> So on on the airline websites, the first place I saw it when we when we were flying uh, with United, you have to um, pay for your pay for baggage after you buy a ticket, right? Yeah. So we were we were there, and it said right there, federal law says that there is a mask mandate. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, CDC mandates, but uh, that's not a law. The only way law is created in this country is Congress gets together, the Senate. Passes or, you know, has to vote and pass the vote. Then the House has to vote and pass the vote. Then the president has to uh, sign it into law. And if the president vetoes it, then it can go back to the House or the, in the Senate, and they have to have a supermajority to override it. Yeah. Um, we never passed any law. And yet this is the language that's being used yeah. over and over and oh, over again I've during COVID. Email, law, 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 law. Federal law. Mandate is not a law. An ordinance is not a law. Mm-hmm. They are executive privilege saying basically giving a recommendation um, with maybe mm-hmm. minor consequence if you violate them. No, actually but, that's not true either. But anymore. if you were to fight that and actually take it to court, you wouldn't get actually penalized. Unless you're standing in front of a liberal judge who just so how do they get away with that? So if everybody is brainwashed into thinking it's a law, nobody goes to court. Because I saw it everywhere. Even us going up to the airport, giant signs. But nobody challenges it. Yeah. So everybody just thinks. Well, so so here's the thing. So like, all right, because it confused me every time I I, saw it. I know it's not a law, right? Yeah. I also know that I need to get where I'm going. We had a we we. Committed to um, to help out a church in Colorado, Colorado. Yeah. and if I were to go in there not wear the mask and try to fight them on it, they're not going to let me through to fly. TSA is not going. So to So we allow just put that. up with it. The, well, air, the airline's going to kick me off the airplane if I decide to fight them on that. So the easy route is to just comply. comply. Yeah. Because I made a commitment to get somewhere, and in order for me to honor that commitment. I then have to drive. Yeah, well, you don't have to fly. Yeah, we weren't going to drive three days <laughs> there and back. I, 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 I have a trip coming up yeah. in the summer. I mean, I, I wouldn't have cared about the price, but the time is what. I have there. a trip coming up this summer that's that is a most people fly, and I'm driving because I will not fly yeah. to their things. And the other part of that is the executive order has the executive branch power behind it. Which is the law enforcement branch. Right. That doesn't mean that they're right legally, but they can't arrest you. And the other part of this is the large corporations like these aircraft companies, these airlines, have agreed with what they're doing. Right. And since they're a private company, they can make whatever rule they want that says you can't get on our right. airplane if you don't do X. Right. So, they can tell everybody you have so, to wear purple so that, socks that, and you that, have to wear purple socks. So that that in the sense like they can they can <clears> tell you to get off the airplane if you don't wear a mask like if you refuse to wear a mask. Um and that is their legal right because they are a privately owned company. Okay, now that you um, just said those words out loud, I'd like for you to explain the Colorado Baker. Okay, so what? What do you want me to explain? Everybody knows about they that. have the right to not serve who they don't want to serve. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. But they didn't. They got, they got, what was it, They've a been fine? Taking a, or? Yeah, $277,000. Oh, they, they got attacked a second time, right? Oh, third. Yeah. Oh, it's a third time. Oh, now. they've been now three times. So Because people are going there. They're still fighting it? Or are oh, they, yeah. Or did they finally, like, get no, tired? No, they've been fighting it. Yeah. No, well, that's just it. And they have precedent now on their own cases. But you just told me that the airline could tell you you couldn't fly because of a decision because they're a private company. Mm-hmm. Right. Tell it's me the, why that's different. It's the same concept. Why is one get away with it and not another? Because liberals have a double standard. I said that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so you know what I did do, though? And I'm proud of this. Oh, here, <laughs> okay, here, we, go. here we go. Are you paying attention? So I know they just say wear, wear a face covering. They don't actually even say mask. They, wear, they say wear a face covering. Yeah. Here's the thing, visual perception, right? <laughs> as long as you have something over your face. I went on Amazon. I bought one of those mesh masks. My yes. wife my wife owns one too. <laughs> yeah. She's worn that before. And, and so place. nobody said a word to me. 
But you were mm. completely just But I was able it. to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot mine, so I had to wear the stupid surgical one. But every time, every time a flight attendant passes, pull it right down. Well, that's the other <laughs> thing I noticed, too. They say cover your nose, but everybody pulls it down yeah. below their nose, and they don't say a word. Yeah. Uh, but And and so we what we got on, when we got on Southwest to fly there, they said, we know you all hate this, but we have to ask you to wear the masks. You yeah. Know? It's like, we're tired of it. We know you're tired of it, but, you know. You should have worn a catcher's mask. Yeah. That would have been so funny, yes. dude. I would have did the scream one. Or just the catchers, you know, it's yeah. all open. But my face is covered. Or I'm that's, just going to have a drink in my hand the whole time. Be like, I'm drinking. That's hilarious. That's how you get away yeah, with it. Yeah, just sip on water. Yeah, the entire hours. flight. I, I need another water, please. This yeah. is almost going to run out. <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching one of the Christian comedians the other day, and he said... Uh, isn't it funny how co- how smart COVID is or how dumb it is? <laughs> yeah. He says, you know, you get to a restaurant and you have to wear a mask from the door to your table. But once you sit down, you can take the mask yeah. off. So is there a height restriction for COVID? <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it not see you after you're below yeah. a certain four, Below four feet, it can't see. That's why kids don't have to wear them. <laughs> uh. I thought, yeah, that's really funny. And it, it's just weird, you know, and there's a lot of people that have put so much trust in everything. We we have no discernment. And as believers, we are told we must have discernment. Believers right? should have discernment. And and I see people, the, the thing that just drives me absolutely crazy with the COVID thing, I see people and they'll have a fish sticker on the back of their car. They're driving in the car. By themselves, and they have on a mask. Yes, that's my favorite thing. So what? See. What about the fish sticker on the back? Oh, you're talking you're about a yeah. professing Christian. Oh, you're talking about the Christian. They're supposed fish. to have okay. some discernment, but I'm driving with a mask on in my car. Yeah. Well, how many how many American Christians are actually Christians? Like, well, that's a whole different conversation. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, I see. You know, well, what, you well, know what I thought was funny the other day. I saw I saw a guy riding a motorcycle. With a mask on, flip flops, and no helmet. Really, well, the kind of mask? not going to kill wait, you. Wait, wait, the wait, mask wait is the thing you thought was important. What, what, here? what kind of mask was it? It was like a surgical mask. Because <laughs> a biker dude wearing like a bandana over his mouth, like so yeah, he's yeah, going yeah, off yeah. to do some crime. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In, in flip flops, you better not have to run. Yeah, flip flops. <laughs> but you know, this guy's wearing shorts, flip flops, and a surgical mask and no uh-huh. helmet. I'm going. The mask was the thing you yeah. thought was important. Well, COVID doesn't kill him. The concrete will. You you are more terrified of COVID hitting you at fifty miles an hour than you are of your head hitting the pavement. <laughs> Come on, where are our brains? So. For the last couple of years, I've been, well, actually probably about five years now. I've been wondering, like, you know, exactly what the the great delusion is. Um, and so, like, you, you know, these, these events would happen, like COVID, you know, or vaccines or, you know, whatever. And I'd be like, it, is this the great delusion? I think I might have figured out what the great delusion is. It's what Elon Musk calls the... Uh, the liberal mind virus. Mm. It's this, it's not that, not, not what I'm saying liberals, but like the idea that you either believe everything the world is saying and you're totally sold out to it, um, or you're awake. And I think there's a spectrum of being awake (laughs) And I think, but there's a biblical translation but, for that. But the it's called Bi- a reprobate mind, right? Yes. But but the Bible says that God will turn you know the world over to a grand illusion, and so um, that even so powerful that even the elite might be deceived, if that. And it says if that's even possible. So if you're elect, if you're the elect, not the elite. Well, it can be translated both ways, but okay. Yeah, we got you. That was, jo- uh, that, was uh, that was a joke. Yeah, it, it kind of fell no, flat. It, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant the elect. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I knew where you're going. I wanted to make sure <laughs> because we do have some elite that are just completely sold out, and then we yeah. well, what no, they but, call so elite. Th- this is this is how you can explain that how some Christians like they're you know 
they're they're actually love Jesus and they they follow him, but they're not quite discerning enough or aware enough of certain things before it's too late. You you understand what I mean? Like they maybe they err on the side of innocence or something doesn't necessarily concern them, you know, and, and I and think the it's timing worse that it does. Than that. I think they don't want to give up their comforts. I know Christians that so we know without a doubt that Starbucks supports the homosexual movement, the LGBTQ, and Black Lives Matter. Financially support these people. And Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. And Planned Parenthood. They support abortion. Financially support them. And I know lots of professing Christians that still go buy Starbucks coffee. Yep. Will not give it up. There's better coffee, people. No, but... We have biblical references to exactly what that is. What did Daniel show us? Right? Daniel showed us you don't compromise. Yeah. Right. What did Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego show us? You don't compromise. But we, as Christians in, in this nation, because it may be a, a, not a holy, um, and I'm using W-H-O, yeah. holy, <laughs> Um, American thing, but we we're very much guilty of not standing for what we're supposed to and com- making compromises. The Christians of America are really, really desperately bad about right. compromising with the world for creature comforts and for things that we're used to and that we like. I know Christians that that knew there was something wrong at Disney. For years, but still went there every year. Yeah, right. I'm still, like, still bought all the Disney why? movies, and I mean, I like Marvel. Like and it's it's, and it's know, hard to it's yeah. hard to like be like, oh well, there's you know this is a cultural phenomenon and like a talking point between like friends and stuff like that, and a connection point with like people you meet, and shows alcohol amongst alcoholics, right? At some point, you go, mm, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. But I think it's going to start coming out. In the... I mean, I recently, I've been like, wow, this is really going downhill. Well, but that's... in the beginning, Marvel was not like this indoctrinating force. Like, Well, I think it's going to start coming out in the quality of things. Because well, but... I grew up going to Disney. I loved going to the parks and stuff. Great place, whatever. Now... No, I know you're shaking your head. But I, I just never, I well, never when liked it. When I was a kid, I, I mean, I grew up going. I, I've been there one time in my life, and I yeah. didn't like it. It was no. too crowded. Well, and I, I just, just went like recently. It. It's horrible. Well, the thing that I never understood about it it's is nothing you like, like it was. 60 bucks, I think it was $60 back then. I have no clue. It's what it 120 cost. now. Okay, so that's <laughs> a long time ago. I went. <laughs> <laughs> it, but then you spend three hours in line to get on the ride you want to ride on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Well, back in the day, there used to be down seasons, but not anymore. But still, you paid a crazy amount of money. Oh, it's it's not worth it. And it's then ridiculous. you spend the whole ninety percent of the day Sweating in your line, off. yeah, not doing anything right. fun. Yeah. But as you've described it to me, Aiden, is like for you, it's nostalgic because in your childhood, when your family went, like those were the times where like you remember fond, you know, like most, some of the most fond that was like the only time family. I bonded with my family yeah right so you you had like this like this emotional thing with your family attached to a place mm-hmm. that you know it, for a child seems like spectacular and grand and like bigger than the world you know and and fantasy filled you know so it can so for you to think back on that you have nostalgia for yeah. like what that was and you recently go and you're like oh wow this is so not what i remembered yeah it's horrible you know? um like i never and, want to go back and so like but as a place you know minus all the things like that we know like has infested or been a part of it since who knows when um that you know we shouldn't be supporting it, but like as a place to go to have a like have a fun time with your family or something like that is innocent in itself. And so like if you're not aware of things and you're mm-hmm. like, OK, you know, let's go to Disney. You know, my kid wants to go to Disney or it should be fun or they liked uh, Aladdin and, yeah. you know, like they can go on the Aladdin ride if there's even such a thing because I'm only been to Disney once. <laughs> <laughs> I you know asked, what I mean? So, and, and, you know, Disney's 
Disney supports Planned Parenthood too. Oh right. yeah, yeah, no, 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 no I, I, so I get that. But I it's ask the immu- my friends it's, this it's, question, and they don't like it. Some of them. How many abortions have you paid for? Exactly. But and what, and but what I'm but talking about is a well, generalization. I've never paid for one. Really? How many times have you been to Disney? Yeah. But what I'm or talking about companies. is like a generalization of like an amusement yeah, park, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, I get it. Well, you, you don't you attach know. it to the other things. You don't, yeah, you don't, when you're when you're engaging in that sort of thing, you don't think about but we like need all to. the things. No, that's right. discernment. No, 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 exactly. no I, I agree. The United Way. Come on, guys. Yeah. How no, many 100%. people have donated to the United Way? See, mm-hmm. I, I agree. But they, what I, but what I, what I would too. Mm-hmm. but what I would argue is that like this wasn't really probably a thing for co- corporations until maybe like the 80s where like they started giving money to get tax write-offs and then they started being like well who can we support or who's lobbying to get our support you know um and then the question CEOs I, I, and and stuff like yeah. that come in with agendas, you know. The question I think people need to begin asking themselves today is, do you think that you will get a pass when you're standing at the judgment seat mm. because you chose to be ignorant? Yeah. I think if there if God brought you to the place where he made you aware and convicted you of it and you re- and you rejected his um you know, being obedient to him, then you won't be. Because I really believe people are ignoring it on purpose just to keep Absolutely living Absolutely they are. Right. 100%. Absolutely agree. I, I, think, there, I, mean, I think it'll be different for How many for Christians all, for still have people. Netflix? Exactly. If you can still have Netflix and say you're a Christ follower, you're lying about one thing. Because those people have grooming video on that channel. And they're not ashamed of it. What was the thing that just came out? But was here's that a my Netflix question: thing? If God hasn't actually convicted somebody of something yet, and they're still and they're still, well, you living, might have to be questioning your relationship with God at this but, point. But what I'm getting at is there are levels of innocence, and you know, and God doesn't make everybody aware of all their sin all at once. I get that. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I agree. Like there's that's a, that, no way you could not know that there's a problem there right now. Well, no. Well, there, it's hard there, to not know a lot of this stuff. There should be no excuse. Yeah. So at right this now, point, but what I'm getting people at, people are still like, I know it's bad, but I only right. watch these shows. But mm. you're supporting that. But, you're giving but, them money. But what I'm what I'm getting at though is like if they, like if you say, do you know? Do you not know about this? No, I don't know about that. You know, like. Sometimes God doesn't reveal everybody. I will if they don't know. Trust yeah. me. No. Maybe he's well, been working on something else in their life that he's getting, trying to get them to change. Yeah. You know, before, well, I think you know that's a I'm big saying? point of the podcast, too, is getting so, people to so know. I, I, think, I, I mean, I'm, I'm quick to, like, blanket condemn, right? Because oh, no, I'm, no con- I, I'm of yeah. that type of thing, you know what I mean? But No condemnation, I, but I, I just, want people to start thinking about everything I, 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 they're yeah, doing. I, I, just want to, I just wanted to, you know, clarify that yeah, may, maybe... You know, some people will stand before God and he'll be like, okay, I didn't deal with you on that. You and know? one of the things I think that we all should be doing is examining those things that we do just out of our comfort. Yeah. And if I do something just because I'm comfortable with it and, you know, I'm I'm used to doing it, look at it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Does, is there a way that it could be corrupted? And if you can say that there is, then go see if it is. Yeah. Because we shouldn't be compromising with anything. Yeah. I mean. And if you're listening to the show, you have no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I try to God make will it ask to... you about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know those guys told you. <laughs> there was a warning right there. And you, you chose to still go that way. You know, it's it's like uh, if you if somebody you go and tell somebody you know there's a fire over here, yeah. and they're still walking that direction. That's on them at that point. <laughs> at, at, at some point, you gotta listen yeah. to when somebody look. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. You know, uh, and and here's the other thing I, I I think we should say is that um, once you you know are aware and you have repented of doing these things and you've asked God's forgiveness then you will no longer be held responsible at Judgment Day. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's not like you've done it, oh, no. No, no, no. You know, no, 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 that's the whole point of we're repentance. All, we're all sinners. Right? Right? Exactly. Sin. Exactly. And, and I, I've had a Netflix account. Yeah. yeah I've been to Disney. I, you know, all those things. But when I understood, when I, when I found out and understood what was going on with these places, mm-hmm. then I made a decision that I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Right. 
And that's how you know you're a Christ follower because of the fruits yeah, of making absolutely. that decision. So this has been a Veritas Resurgence broadcast. And today on our Voice of Calling the Wilderness, we've been talking about current events. And we've been touching on things such as uh, that we need to be aware of and have discernment towards and, and involve our children and the things that are important to us as parents and as people to turn our world around. And uh, so if you would, tune in next week as we do a conclusion to this two-part series and we talk a bit, little bit about more about the same topics, but we're also going to touch on some food crisis issues that are coming our way. So if you would, please take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. And don't forget to visit our new website at vrbroadcast.org, where you can find more teaching and ask questions of the show and our guests. Also, find us on Facebook at A Voice Calling in the Wilderness. And do us a favor, recommend the podcast to your friends and family. Again, I thank you for listening and have a blessed day. <laughs>